Is foul language permitted? Well, the question is, how do you define foul language? And who decides what language is considered foul? And does the Torah, does the Bible allow a person to use foul language? Are there any circumstances where we can use foul language? So let's dive in to the concept of foul language. So let's begin with realizing and recognizing the gift that God has given us human beings, the gift of communication through words, that God has given us the ability to use our intelligence to be able to formulate words in order to communicate so that the next person can understand what you are saying. And that is a unique power that we shouldn't take lightly. The ability for us human beings to be able to formulate languages. And interestingly, how many languages there are throughout the world how many different dialects, how many different forms of languages. And from the whole globe, you think about it, how each area has developed its own language and how they do get to understand each other. However, the languages have all been created and the ability for our human intelligence to be able to create these languages is beyond anything we can understand. How does that even happen? How do languages become and how do they manifest itself in the most powerful form of communication? And when we look around the world, we look around all other creatures and all other animals and mammals and amphibious animals. Yes, the dolphins have their own language. And the whales have their languages, the birds have their languages, but it's nothing that we can understand or appreciate or articulate. However, us human beings have been given that gift, the gift of speech. As a matter of fact, very interestingly, when you look at Genesis, when you look in the Bible, the beginning of the world, when God decided to create the world, God could have just created the world just by making the world happen to be. But yet, we read straight from the Bible that God created the world with words. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be animals. And God said, let there be a human being. So it was through words that God created the world. And it's fascinating to think about it. That God Almighty, the Omnipotent, the, the, the creator of all being, the one who was, is, and will be, chose to create the world as we know it with words. In essence, teaching us 
the power of language, the gift of language, and how important it is for us to value, to cherish, and appreciate the language that we have. And appreciate the gift that God gave us that we're able to talk and communicate with, with each other. As recorded in the Bible, one time God proved his point about the power of language. And that was during a rebellion where the people wanted to rebel against God. And they wanted to build a tower known as the Tower of Babel. And they wanted to build it always into the sky. And they wanted to launch a, a rebellion against God. What happened was God momentarily took away the ability of the power of speech. People were able to talk, but people didn't understand each other. You would say, pass me the hammer, you would get the saw. You ask him for the saw, you got the hammer. The languages got mixed up. The people just didn't understand each other. And that happened during that rebellion. And, uh, and the end result was the rebellion never occurred. But that was the only time in the Bible that we see how God used the power of speech to teach us human beings. That if God only took it away, that we, we would be lost. We wouldn't be able to communicate with each other. So now that we could appreciate the gift of speech, the power of speech, we need to take it to the next level and think about our responsibility to use language appropriately, to use language that communicates kindness, love, a language that allows us to accomplish our journey on this world and to only use words for good things and better things and greater things. However, there is a large vocabulary of foul language. Language that's in essence unbecoming a human being who considers themselves a child of God. A person who realizes all the time that I am representing the image of God. That you are not just an animal. You are not just guided by instincts. But God gave you intellectual powers. God gave you intellectual understanding of right and wrong. And that is not only what about doing right versus doing wrong. But it's also about using our speech appropriately. It's very interesting when it talks about the Jewish people, the Israelites in, in Egypt, where they spent over 200 years in slavery. There are three things that they kept and never let go under the worst of circumstances. Number one was their language. They maintained their unique language. The Hebrew language is also called Lashon HaKodesh, a holy language. Also, their names, they never adapted Egyptian names, they maintained the Hebrew names. And also, the clothes they wore, they wore the clothes of the children of Jacob, of the Hebrews. The language was very important. The Torah, the Bible, has taught us that we should always talk the Lashon Nikiah 
clean language. Foul language is prohibited. As a matter of fact, even the Torah itself, it wouldn't even call something impure. It would say something that's not holy instead of saying something that is contaminated. Using the opposite and saying this specific is not pure instead of saying this is contaminated. Just it, it, the choice of words to be more respectful, more becoming an upstanding human being who we consider ourselves that we are all children of God. We represent God. Would God want us to talk language that is foul? Whether it's to others or in the, even in the privacy. The vocabulary of foul language needs to be foreign to us. We always need to talk in a clean language. So the answer is no. Foul language is prohibited. Prohibited because it's a very poor use of words. The gift that God gave us to communicate, we need to value every word. I remember in school, one of our teachers, they had a very hard time controlling the classroom because we enjoyed talking to each other. And one time the teacher said, I want you kids to understand that from the day you were born to the day you die, God gives you an allotted amount of words. You don't want to use them up frivolously. So why don't you listen to the class? And I thought about that and thinking, gosh, Think about it. If God allotted us a certain amount of words, shouldn't we be using those words properly and effectively? In addition, when we realize and recognize that God is not just in heaven, God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. He's wherever we are. And if we were to use foul language in the presence of God, wouldn't that be inappropriate? Imagine God is standing right near you and hears everything you say. It is therefore incumbent upon us to begin practicing refraining from using foul language, even in the worst of circumstances. I want to share with you a story that happened with myself personally. And that was during the construction in our beautiful 25,000 foot campus. One day I walked in to the sanctuary, which was a 22 foot ceiling. And there was a very unique craft of installing four by eight feet of drywalls. And to do that, you need to be very strong and you need to be very well trained to be able to hold up four feet by eight foot sheet of of, of drywall and drill it into the ceiling. Well, many times, many mishaps has occurred. And the contractors in this specific field came from a certain part of society that their language wasn't always the cleanest language. And every time a mishap happened, they would use a very popular curse word. And I'm standing there. And I see this group of contractors drilling these four by eight feet of drywall and cursing right and left. 
And I just felt, you know, it wasn't appropriate. They're building a sanctuary. God is here. Why should they curse like that? So during lunchtime, I went and I picked up a dozen bagels and cream cheese. And I brought lunch to all the contractors. And we began schmoozing and joking around. And I told the guys, you know what? You're building a holy place. Can I ask for a favor? I say, the next time you are inclined to curse, could you say a different word instead? And what would that word be? I said, say, Baruch Hashem. Because really, let's try it. And I had all these contractors practice with me. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, which means bless God. And this group of 12 contractors took it very seriously and humorously that they began practicing it. That every time they hit their thumb, Baruch Hashem. Every time a piece of drywall fell on the floor, Baruch Hashem. And that became their curse word. And this went on throughout the project. It became a humorous and they just got so used to it. A couple months later, after the synagogue was completed, I get a phone call from a Jewish gentleman in La Jolla. And Rabbi Goldstein, I say, yes, he begins laughing. He says, Rabbi, I cannot stop laughing. I say, what is it? He says, Rabbi, I got to hand it to you. I says, what? He says, well, um, I did a, a room addition to our house and I hired these drywallers. And as they're putting up drywall, I kept on hearing and I couldn't believe my ears. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I said, Guys, what's that all about? And he told me the story that they were doing your synagogue. And you taught them, instead of cursing, to turn the curse into a blessing. This is indeed our mission, to be able to talk appropriately. Think of yourself, not as just another human being, but you are a prince. You are the son of a king of God Almighty. We have a certain code of conduct to conduct ourselves with each other, with ourselves, with our family, especially in the presence of our children. We do not curse. We do not use foul language. It's, it's just unbecoming us. It's not appropriate. As human beings, we should talk purely and cleanly and try to refrain from any, any foul language and only use good language, pure language. And with that, you'll be able to lift up the other person's spirits and be a good example to your family and friends that we don't talk like that, but we rather appreciate the gift of speech and only use the speech purely and rightfully. God bless you. God loves you.